Hey guys, welcome back to the Mid-Major Podcast. We're doing our off-season edition with the podcast. I'll get into the transfer portal, the coaching changes, and all that. But today, I have two very special guests. I got the founder of Big Band, Brandon Kaiser, and his vice president, Taylor Griffin. And these guys are disruptors in the college basketball landscape. They're passionate about college basketball. And these guys are making it better. They're building – these are the guys that – built the GCU Havocs, the biggest party in college basketball, and they're expanding that to building that throughout campuses and not just in the mid-major ranks, but across the country. So, Brandon Taylor, thank you for coming on. I'm really excited to have you guys. And just to start, just kind of tell us what Biggest Fan is all about. Like, what made you start a business about that's focused on building student sections and just kind of tell us all about it. Yeah, Austin, thanks for having us on here. We're, uh, we're super pumped to, to be part of it. Um, yeah, so um, yeah, my name is Brandon. I'm the, the founder and CEO of Biggest Fan. Um, our journey really goes back to the GCU days um, where I met Taylor. He was a full-time employee and I was a freshman and uh, I went to every basketball game with my uh, chest painted and uh, that was their last year's at Division II school um, and just went to every game, had a blast. Taylor was the mascot, giving away all kinds of TVs and Xboxes and crazy prizes. And I never won any. What's up with that, Taylor? Um, <laughs> I, uh, I was, we you know, quickly, cheering we my heart out. That work. We quickly knew that that didn't work. <laughs> I was cheering my heart out for two years. And he was always the kid in the back row doing homework that got the prize. Um, <clears throat> fast forward, you know, they go division one. They, they wanted to start the Havocs, which at the time, the student section was the monsoon section. And they launched the Havocs as the craziest part of the monsoon. And so I got hired on. Um, I was pretty uh, relentless in my pursuit of the position uh, with Justin McCarry and Trevor Knotts for the first year of the Havocs. And then over the next three years, I just got addicted and obsessed with student sections. I feel like this is what I was created to do. And so we just worked. Uh, we just put our heads down, uh, went to work, probably averaged about 150 Havocs at games my sophomore year. Um, junior year, that's when we went and recruited a few friends. So uh, Brenna Williams, Steve Hunsaker, and Josh G uh, for my junior year. And that year, we probably averaged about 500 students at games, but we were still operating as the monsoon section and the Havocs. Um, that was when we started to do Midnight Madness events, which really helped create the culture. Uh, we did like the 1030 turn up before the Midnight Madness at the baseball field, which was which was a fun event. Um, and then I remember putting in my phone in December of 2014, um, when I really started to think like, Hey, I think there's something special here. Um, I put in my phone that I love GCU hoops and want to help put them on the map through the student section. And little did I know that a year and a half later that would happen. Um, so then fast forward to senior year before my junior and senior year, um, that summer, I actually stayed on campus to work on the Havocs 15 to 20 hours a week while I was taking uh, two classes. And that's when we really built out the systems. We looked at every little detail from the brand to social media, to on-campus marketing, to the game day operations, working with spirit programs, uh, cheers and chants, all behind the scenes operations, succession planning, introduced the all access pass, created a new logo, a website. We launched our Instagram and over senior, you know, senior years when it really scaled and, and really blew up, um, we averaged 2,500 students at every game that year standing and engaged. Uh, we grew our Instagram from zero to 10,000 plus followers um, in one year. Uh, we had a leadership team. It was completely student-led. I give a lot of credit to 
uh, the administration for giving us support. Um, I would sit in weekly, you know, marketing meetings with the university president, you know, all the heads of department um, being responsible for the havocs and really saying, hey, here's our game plan and here's what we need. Um, but here's what we're also accountable for. And so uh, some highlights from that year uh, was the Midnight Madness Taylor put together. That was the Star Wars theme. It was an out-of-body experience, 45 minutes of just pure adrenaline and hype. Um, we went to San Diego State over Christmas break and won there. And I thought that was going to be the peak of my college career. And then it was January 2016, my senior year, New Mexico State, blackout. We marketed the heck out of it. And um, yeah, we uh, we beat New Mexico State and we won. And we stormed the court. And then that was when SB Nation dubbed it the biggest party in college basketball. And so there you go. GCU Havocs are now on the map. And, uh, you know, it only continued to grow. Steve, Karsten, you know, the future leaders, they, they just continued to raise the hype, which I thought was going to be impossible. Um, my junior year got plugged in with an organization called the National Collegiate Student Section Association, which was a network of student section leaders across the country. And I begged them to be involved because I love student sections. Um, after my senior year, I was nominated president of the NCSSA. Uh, just kind of a fun little uh, story on that. When they announced that I was president of it, I just broke down in tears and got emotional because I was so passionate about it. Um, that was pretty embarrassing to, to cry in front of, you know, 65 plus student section leaders. Um, and then after college, uh, that was a great experience. I love GCU. I, I have so much respect for everyone there and just really appreciated the opportunities they gave me, um, Taylor being one of them. And then after college, I worked corporate sales for a couple of years and then got the entrepreneurial bug. And at the time, I got a phone call from a, a VP of a university said, hey, I know you helped build the Havocs. Could you help our, our university? So that's how Biggest Fan Consulting was born. And uh, over the last five years, you know, we've evolved, we've adapted, we have a growth mindset, we have a 10x mentality. Um, I love the term Kaizen, which means constant improvement. How we built the Havocs and how I viewed the student section is exactly how we approach our business. We're always thinking about future growth in optimizing systems. Um, so that way we can better serve clients. So now we've got a team of six uh, all-stars and yeah, we work with colleges across the country. We work with high schools and we create the ultimate student section experience. So that's really my story, how the Havocs came to be and then how Biggest Fan came to be. So I'll kick it over to Taylor for for his, uh, his version and his perspective of the story. <laughs> Hopefully our versions and whatnot all uh, add up together. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm, my name's Taylor and I'm the VP of production and entertainment for Biggest Fan. And uh, kind of what Brandon said, my my start was at GCU also. I was a student there um, before Brandon was. I graduated in 2012 and then got hired after after I got back from vacation right after graduation. Um, got a call from Brian Mueller's office and he said, hey, I have a job for you. And the job was to kind of build a student section, help with game day entertainment, and then be the mascot. <laughs> so it was like three very kind of crazy things to do, but it was fun. And helped build up the mascot program there. And like Brandon alluded to, we were we were doing giveaways and really that kind of old school marketing type of incentive driven experience. And it just wasn't working. And again, like Brandon said, there were guys like him who showed up to every single game and never won anything. And then there'd be some person who brought their laptop to a game, was doing, doing an essay in the middle of the game. They would win like some big, huge prize. And we quickly realized, all right, this isn't this isn't the route we want to go. This isn't working. So, um, 
after that moment was when I kind of tried to uh, talk to my boss at the time, Helen Bleach, and said, hey, the uh, the mascot suit isn't really the the suit that I want to wear to work um, anymore. I want to I want to do something different. And uh, at that same time, uh, a, a woman by the name of Emily Stevens, who was doing game ops as well as um, taking care of spirit programs, she built up the spirit programs, the cheer team there. And uh, she told Helen that she didn't want to do game ops anymore. She wanted to focus on spirit programs. So Helen had me starting to call games and produce games and help create that experience and quarterback that experience. And I don't have a marketing degree. Um, I never worked in athletics marketing. I never knew anything about marketing. I never went to NACMA or anything like this. And um, I just had a unique opportunity to create uh, a live immersive experience for a student section. And so it really drew off of um, some of my life experiences that I had going to theme parks and movies and other stuff to how can I have this be more like a festival type of experience, you know, um, festival, theme park, all that mixed together. So that was kind of my approach to it. So from 2012 to 2019 was when I was at GCU and got to be a part of all the memories that Brandon had, which was an absolute blast. Um, it's a blast getting to work with him now, you know, and um, once Brandon left, I still had a, a couple more years at GCU. And then um, when I was done in 2019, I got a call from the Phoenix Suns and the Phoenix Suns asked me to help them create their game day experience there in their game entertainment and production department. And so I got to do that for the Suns as well as the Phoenix Mercury and the Arizona Rattlers, um, which was a lot of fun. So I got to have the collegiate experience as well as the professional sport experience. Um, then also during from 2012 to 2017, um, at GCU. While I was also creating that experience, I was also on the dunk team for the Phoenix Suns uh, with the Soul Patrol, doing flips off trampolines with the gorilla and just taking crazy risks, flipping off trampolines in front of a lot of people. But uh, that was a ton of fun. So that's kind of my story. And now I get to help create the immersive experience for universities across the country and um, help them create a unique game day experience that's um, unique to their campus culture, right? Um, here at Biggest Fan, we don't, we don't want to just copy and paste the GCU experience for people. We want to create an experience that's uh, unique for them and that's for their students and for their campus culture and um, kind of take some of the tenets that we have and some of the philosophies that we have to help them create the best possible experience for them um, and not do, a, like I said, a copy and paste of what other places do, what GCU's done, um, what best practices are. I'm firm, believe, not believer uh, in best practices. I want to help create the most unique things for them. So. Yeah, that's kind of my side of the story and um, appreciate you having us. Yeah, that's really awesome. I just kind of want to go into like, what what do those conversations look like with athletic directors, guys, that are heads of marketing? Like you guys have kind of been in the trenches, you've led student sections, you've um, led game day production, you've been part of like this big energy, you know, and for a lot of athletic directors, they kind of see how to get more people to the games, either like giveaways or the team has to win more games. Like how does you bring up the conversation where, and have a system where to help accomplish this to make the game day experience better and have student students involved like where does that conversation start for you guys when talking to people in higher athletics and collegiate sports yeah great question austin there's a term butts and seats that is used widely across the country and like you said there's a big focus on attendance the metric that we like to, to use is what we call SAE, which is standing and engaged, because that's a, that's more of an accurate representation of the culture on campus. So if you get 2,000 students to a game, 
but there's only a hundred students standing and engaged. Well, now you just have students, right? Butts and seats, and they're they're not really participating in the game. Now, let's say you get 500 students to a game and all 500 are standing and engaged. That culture is going to make far more of an impact on the game. It's going to be way more fun. It's going to be rowdy. It's going to be louder. So we want to do everything possible to create that type of culture that empowers and allows students to be standing and engaged. Um, in terms of you know building relationships with, with universities, uh, with, with administrators, um, first and foremost, we want to work with the right schools. We don't want to work with every school. We want to work with the right schools who want a better student section. They understand, uh, they understand the benefits and the value of investing in their student section. Uh, there's four primary benefits. I call it the four R's of the student section experience that we give schools. Uh, the first is student and athlete recruiting. The second is student and athlete retention, which is huge now, right? Because um, there's a ton of different like education alternatives. Now you have NIL and the transfer portal. Uh, the third is recognition, right? Again, who had heard of GCU before the biggest party college basketball? People thought it was literally in the Grand Canyon, um, not Central Phoenix. And then the fourth is revenue, right? Tuition dollars, uh, donations, ticket sales, et cetera. So we don't view it as just like, oh, we need to hit an attendance goal and get students to games. We actually view the student section as an asset to an institution and it's a mechanism to drive those four R's. So I think initially to be, you know, to be frank, when I, when I started Biggest Fan uh, Consulting, I would obviously get, I would um, a lot of times get passed off to athletics marketing. And for some reason, um, the student section often falls under athletics marketing. Um, but what we realized is this has to be a campus initiative from the top down. If, if there's not top down support, then everyone involved is not going to succeed and build this type of experience. And so um, what those conversations look like and how we engage is, you know, one, um, obviously we, we, we email, right. And, and we kind of start those initial um, conversations, but we always do an initial kind of discovery call strategy call to really, really understand their culture, what they're currently doing, what is working, what is not working, what are their challenges? And then what's their vision, right? Where do they want to go? To be honest, some people are just okay passing the eye test. They're like, yeah, we get some students. It's fine. Like we're, we're good. Right. Then there's others who are not satisfied with that. And like, we want to be the best. We want to have an elite game day atmosphere. We want to be nationally known. We want opponents to fear us. And we know that we don't have any structure. And so, you know, we kind of walk them through our five pillars, um, which you can go to our website and download that. But just a couple of them, like the importance of student leadership, backend operations, right? Branding. I mean, my gosh, there's, you know, even quite a few power fives that don't have any of our five pillars. I've literally had calls with, um, like powerhouse basketball programs. And obviously they have a lot of students at games. They pass the eye test. They think they're crushing it. But then if we look at the student section entity or the term that I like to use, if use, if we look under the hood of the student section, they have a lot of work to do, right? They don't have any of kind of our key pillars, which means it's not going to be sustainable. It's going to take one bad basketball season for them, you know, or a coach to leave or something like that, where, you know, we build businesses and call them student sections. We build entities and there's a lot of work that goes into it. We create experiences. So a lot of those conversations, Austin, just have to deal with um, those higher level things, right? Like, hey, do you see the value of investing in your student section? Do you actually have a clear goal of the type of student experience that you want on your campus? Or are you just trying to, you know, hit your attendance numbers because it looks good on your resume? So that way you can use that to go to the next school, right? And, and work up your title. So um, again, we want to work with the right schools, not just schools that see the student section as an athletics initiative, 
um, but really that it's a student experience initiative because yes, the student section takes place at athletic events, but it's actually all about the student experience. And that was a big paradigm shift that Taylor and I realized, you know, my senior year is this isn't even about athletes. It's not even about athletics. It's about the students and it's about the student experience. And guess what? When you create an awesome student section experience, everyone benefits athletes, coaches, fans, admin, donors, everyone's happy. So it really is kind of the tide that lifts all boats. Taylor, anything to, to add to that? I'll mute myself, sorry. Um, no, I, yeah, I would agree with everything you said. You know what I mean? It's a, it's always a tricky conversation. It's always, um, I mean, athletics marketing game day experience on my end, like the production uh, has been done a certain way for a very long time. And a lot of places are doing a lot of the same things, right? So uh, my goal is for people to go to one of our clients' games and say, I can only get that, that type of experience there right? They're the only ones who do this, or they're the only ones who do this type of idea, right? Um, if they can get the same experience at one school that they get somewhere else, then what's the point? You know what I mean? There's no creativity in that. There's no unique immersive experience. There's no kind of claim to that. This is what we do here, right? Um, so yeah, it's it can always be a tricky conversation. It can be um, difficult to pay, paint that picture sometimes, but like Brandon said, the right people will see it, the right people will want to do it, and the right people um, will want to work with us. So, yeah. And I think just to add one more thing on that, I think, right. Anytime you look out outside, um, to like a third party, it, it can be intimidating or, or people can think that, you know, Hey, how does this affect my job? Do we step at toes? But we really view ourselves as like an extension of each of our partners. Like we have great relationships with the admin and the student leaders, and we want to be fully immersed. Nobody cares about the student section experience more than us. And, and so, you know, that's just something we want to be we collaborate, right? We want to be on the same side of the table and we are on the same team as our clients. And at the end of the day, we all want the same thing, which is a better student section, more students at games, which are going to give, make, um, you know, games more fun. So that could be a tricky balance, right? We, we've had hard conversations where, where people don't, don't like the thought, right? And, and they feel kind of encroached upon, which, which I get, I mean, that, that's their job, right? That's their responsibility. That's their livelihood. I get that. I respect that. But um, at the end of the day, all we're trying to do is collaborate, make their their jobs and lives easier. Um, and we're in business for the students at the end of the day, the student leaders empowering them and then creating an awesome experience for students. Cause um, we were all impacted by that. Yeah. I want to touch on that. Like student sessions about the student experience, right. Um, and student leadership, like how, what do you guys do to kind of empower student leaders? Cause student sections, like being in the student section is a big part, it's been a part of my experience when, with the havocs as well at GCU, but I know it's true for other schools. So just kind of, just kind of explain how you guys um, mentor, impact the guys, the student leaders that are leading their uh, fellow students, and just kind of share maybe a couple of success stories while doing that. Yeah, well, student section is going to live or die by its student leaders. Um, I've said since day one of starting Biggest Fan, student leadership is the most important important part of a student section. One of the most valuable things that we do now with schools is we actually help identify and recruit those leaders um, and we train them. So we we do everything from the marketing to um, sending out applications, to vetting applications, to conducting interviews, to make sure that we are picking the very best leaders on the campus. We will find the best leaders on every campus. Every campus in America has a great student section leader. We just have to go find them and recruit them. And so we... Um, yeah, we just go find the leaders. Um, and then once we establish that leadership team, we have a whole 
kind of proprietary system and model and training program and weekly workflow that we implement alongside the leaders. So essentially we have the game plan that it's their job to implement. Um, we can't do it for them. I, I have done it before. I hope I never have to do it again, but I will. You know, nobody wants me jumping in the student section trying to get students hyped, right? That's got to be the student leaders. And it should be the student leader's job to take care of all the business behind the scenes, the marketing, the game day, the operations. So uh, we find the leaders and then we work with them on a weekly basis. Um, we have daily communication with them. Uh, we just finished our end of season recaps with them. You can check that out on YouTube to kind of see more about what their experience is working with Biggest Fan. Uh, but we love working with the student leaders. Um, they appreciate having people that are fully dedicated to their student section experience who have the expertise and the experience uh, that they can bounce ideas off. They can ask questions that can support them. We do mindset training. Uh, a couple success stories. Um, yeah, like North Texas, right? They're, they're doing great. We went, um, when did we go? We went November, 2021. Uh, found, you know, sent out the application, went on campus, interviewed leaders, selected leaders, and now they're they're just so bought in, right? They, I mean, they live and die for the Mean Green Maniacs. Like, they're, they're unbelievable. They, they're texting us Saturday nights at 10.30 p.m. after they just had a double overtime win, right? And saying, thank you, this is awesome. So I live for those sorts of texts. We get texts from student leaders and admin. Um, you know, UC Santa Barbara, we've got awesome leaders. I mean, all, all of the leaders, I can talk about all of them um, but just in terms of our process, like, uh, university of South Florida, for example, we went there, uh, last year and, um, you know, we, we had sent out the application. There were a ton of strong applicants. So we just went to a game and I found two guys that looked like they wanted to get hyped. And so I just went and recruited them. I said, Hey, you look like you want to have some fun and, uh, you look like you're this close to getting hyped. And they said, yeah, we were student section leaders in high school. And I was like, boom, done. So we recruited them. Now they're fully bought in and they're growing the SoFlo rodeo. Uh, down in Tampa. So that's one of the most valuable things we do is find leaders and work with them and train them. And uh, the leaders appreciate it. And they're, they're the key to this whole thing. Yeah. I just kind of like the mentorship aspect too, because as far as like student sessions goes, you kind of see it with like the VCU, Utah state, San Diego state, like in the show, um, like in March madness or in the final four, I would say like every five or fifth, like, clip when it's when a team uh, scores a basket they're always highlighting that group behind the basket and they're just a part of the game it's just uh, almost as much as the athletes in a way and that's the um awesome part about like game day atmospheres it's what makes college basketball great um where's some schools that you guys are biggest fans working with right now you guys are kind of a younger company but um, just kind of highlight uh, what kind of mid-major schools. You mentioned North Texas. Um, who are some others? Yeah, it, yeah, we we actually, I changed our model because I wanted to go a mile deep with clients and make sure we're really giving them the best service and getting results. So we we scaled back. Again, we want to work with the right schools. Um, so, you know, uh, UC Santa Barbara, right, tournament team. Um, I'll let Taylor kind of get into that a little bit, but we launched that student section from scratch. I mean, they, there was nobody standing and engaged. Um, so we launched their brand. It's called The Surge. Um, I think they have probably one of the coolest timeout ideas now in the country, which Taylor created. Um, yeah, University of North Texas, um, uh, uh, University of North Carolina, Charlotte. Both of those schools are heading to the American to join University of South Florida, who we also work with. Uh, Lindenwood, I, I, I'm really excited about Lindenwood because we started working with them in their first year of Division One. 
And so it totally brings Taylor and I back to those early days at GCU when it was our first year division one, right? We're trying to deconstruct everything that we were doing as a D2 school to become kind of that mid-major powerhouse. Um, you know, Long Beach State, um, NCAT, uh, North Carolina A&T, we're really excited about them. They're the first HBCU that we're working with. So we've got some awesome leaders there. Their arena and gym is known as Club Corbett. So it's perfect for kind of what we do of, of making a fun experience. So, you know, we, we again, we found and have worked with the leaders there. We've got great relationships with the administrators um, at all those schools, um, you know, after some initial conversations for them to really see the value of this and really being bought in and seeing the power of us working with the leaders. Um, and then I'll let Taylor kind of explain and brag on some of the in-game experiences and the production clients that he gets to work with on a weekly basis and, you know, some of the cool, unique traditions and, and things that he's been able to implement with the clients and some of the feedback that he's received from, you know, Santa Barbara, North Texas, et cetera. Yeah. So I kind of have to stick to my philosophy a little bit about, um, I always tell our clients, look, if you, if you see an idea that you like, right, that another school does or something that you saw on Instagram reels or on TikTok or whatever that you saw a school do, um, I always tell them, don't bring that idea to me because if somebody else has already done it, we're not going to try to implement it at your place, right? Um, we want people to be coming up with creative ideas that are unique to their university that other people don't do, right? Um, that way we keep it a competitive advantage between the different student sections and the different universities. And there's different feels and different experiences at each university that we work with. So um, since I tell them that they shouldn't be sharing ideas between different student sections, I'm not going to give the exact idea that we do, but I will say with UCSB, um, they have a very beach centered culture on campus. There are their campuses like quite literally on the beach, right? So um, surfing and longboarding and stuff like that is huge um, for them. And so we, we came up with an idea for one of their timeouts that is really centered around surfing culture, right? Um, that activates all the students. Um, it's unique and it's something that nobody else really does around the country. Um, so if you want to see what they do, you got to go buy a ticket, check out a game and uh, see what they're up to, up to over at uh, UCSB. Um, and it's a lot of fun because that, that has its own unique specific feel um, to their games, right? And then for a school like UNT, right, they're in Texas and their culture and their dynamic, their student dynamic is different than UCSB's. So we try to draw off of different things from uh, their campus culture. And so I just real, I feel really um, happy and pumped that um, the, the clients that we work with have essentially said, hey, jumping to the production level for us and working with you at the production level has been a game changer for our game day experience, right? Um, especially since I approach it from a different, um, a different angle and I'm not trying to do what I call what's industry standard, right? Um, I'm not trying to do the same cams that everybody's trying to do, do. I'm not trying to activate sponsorships the same way everybody does. I'm not trying to do half court shots or free throw competitions or full court putts or eating competitions or smile cams, right? All those things have been done forever by everybody at some point for the last 30 years, right? Ever since we've had uh, jumbotrons or big video boards, people have been doing a lot of the same type of stuff, right? So um, it really pushes me uh, in a direction where I can be creative and I can say, okay, if that if that certain idea blew up somewhere, or if um, some students saw this certain idea at a, at a school, 
it means that, okay, that idea is taken. Now I can take a step in a different direction and say, okay, if we're not going to do that, how are we going to go about this in a different way? Um, so just getting the feedback from our clients that them working at the production level has really changed their experience is really encouraging to me. Um, I feel like it helps make me dangerous, right? Um, everybody wants to make sure that they feel dangerous with their their job and their, their role. Uh, so it's been so much fun working with um, their full-time staff and um, their athletic directors over at um, UNT and UCSB Long Beach and, and all that. So yeah, it's been a ton of fun. Um, it, again, gets to come up with ideas that other people don't do and unique ones that we can kind of put our stamp on. Like, yeah, we helped create that, but um, the students get to own that and it's for them and it's something that they can enjoy and something that they can um, create memories of um, during their collegiate experience. You know what I mean? So uh, yeah, it's absolute blast. Yeah. When they're, when ESPN is featuring the UCSB, the surfboard halftime show in like 10 years or whatever, your students can be like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be wild. That's the dream. That's the dream. So I'm kind of talk to you guys. Student section is always, um, you always have guys like big game boomer, like kind of like rating like the best student section and feel free to, you know, <laughs> put your clients, but, but who, who are the, the programs that are doing it the best right now? If you can kind of give me like your own, like top, Taylor, you and Brandon are kind of like your own top 10 as far as um, student section in college basketball. It doesn't have to be related to mid-majors, but just in sure. terms. Yeah, good question. Uh, you're going to get me started on student section rankings. Um, <laughs> you don't work with Big Game Boomer, do you? No, I don't. I just I just see his ridiculous list. Okay, cool. <laughs> cool. Uh, with all due respect to Big Game Boomer, if you're listening to this, Call me if you want help with the student section rankings. Um, <laughs> what's interesting, obviously, you're right. We're on the mid-major podcast. Um, I think I think it's exciting for mid-majors. I think I think a lot of times they actually sometimes have more opportunities with their student sections for a couple of reasons. One is, um, you know, obviously, like football might not be as dominant, um, but also I just think the campus culture, the type of experience, as well as just the way that athletics is structured right there's just less ego less pretentiousness less like clout right saying like oh i work for a power five um that can sometimes bottleneck and interfere with the student experience unfortunately so i, I think a lot of mid-majors actually do it great i mean uh one uh one school that i always admire is gonzaga and the kennel club obviously they have a great basketball program but they have an elite student section the way it's run it's completely student run uh, one of our client specialists is a former kennel club leader. Um, when I was in G, when I was starting the Havocs at GCU, I had emailed their president and VP because I really admired the way they did things. Um, so obviously, I have a lot of respect for them at Gonzaga. Obviously, GCU, um, the Havocs. Uh, obviously, I'm very biased towards that one, but um, yeah, I think we built one of the best student sections in the country there. Um, if you look at the Power Five level, I think the Michigan State is zone is super solid um you know both at games but also the way they're run um in terms of other mid-majors like yeah i mean obviously i'm going to be biased towards our clients so i'll try and uh stay away from that um let's see who else was super solid this year um i think northwestern is on the rise we've talked to their student leaders they they have uh, a lot of good things going on and uh, they've got some awesome leaders um you know you mentioned like utah state and uh the herd san diego state the show i think those are kind of i would call like iconic and kind of legacy student sections um 
what over does the last few if I follow, what does that like what makes an iconic legacy student session? What does that kind of mean? Um, you know, camera crazies, right? Like everybody knows Utah State, I believe that we will win, although San Diego State, they're gonna battle over who claims that cheer, right? The show at San Diego State, Cameron Crazies, um uh just just school like when when we always ask like hey who are the top student sections like we'll ask student leaders like hey who are the best student sections in the country they always list those brands probably because they see them the most on youtube if i'm being frank right or they think of it from like 15 years ago um and i think what makes it unique is they all had something unique about their culture whether cameron crazies they're all painted up blue you know doing their fingers towards the their spirit fingers towards the guy inbounding the ball Obviously, you've got Utah State, who's been who is a powerhouse. The show, I believe that we will win. Um, you know, winning team, losing team, just some of those iconic chants that really go viral. Um, you know, I think, yeah, they they do a heck of a job. So, um, what was cool was a lot of mid majors, right? They made long runs into the tournament, right, in March Madness. The bummer with that is not all of them have great student sections, and so you know. Might as well invest in the student section now. So that way, when you make a run in the tournament, you get featured and that's going to, you know, bring even more exposure to the school. So I'm pretty, I'm pretty uh, strict on the way I rate student sections. I don't just go for the eye test or what I see on YouTube. I mean, I've not only is the student section have to be, you know, packed and lively every game, not just the rivalry game, but also what do I see when I look under the hood? Is there a student leadership structure? Is there a succession plan? Do they have a strong brand? Um, what's the in-game cheering system like, right? Like what's, what's their marketing strategy. So all of those things are kind of things that I factor into when, when rating the student section. Um, so to answer your question, Austin, yeah, I'll, I'll try, I'll try and think of a few more for you. All right. And how about for you, Taylor, to, uh, kind of like the student sec when you're kind of going into like your, um, your program lab, some stuff that you see out there in college basketball, what kind of catches your eye? Yeah, so um, it's difficult because my job is a it's a unique type of job, right? Um, and I focus a ton on just our current clients and kind of what what is the best possible thing that I can create for them and for them alone, right? So uh, seeing all the the legacy ideas, all the different things that all the big time programs do. Um, I've seen those things for a long time. I've seen them, some of them since I was in high school, right? Which was a long time ago. Um, and so to me, I personally don't rank student sections at all. So I'm not going to be a good person to answer this question. So I apologize. <laughs> um, but like Brandon alluded to, there there are those those big time iconic ones like the Cam Cameron Crazies, right? Um, and then Gonzaga, I would consider iconic as well. And it comes down to, there, there are some schools that, have those um, staple traditions that they do that are extremely recognizable. You're like, oh, Cameron Crazies do that, or oh, Gonzaga owns Zombie Nation. Um, but there are other schools who have a little bit more freedom to do different things at different times at different intervals, right? And they're not pigeonholed to like, oh, this is our one tradition. We can only do it at this time. They have the opportunity to do multiple different things at different times to now be more dangerous as a student section. So um, I'm going to go ahead and bow out of ranking any student sections that I know <laughs> just because I look at it in such a, a, a different way personally. So um, well, that's, that's an interesting point, Taylor, because I tell clients all the time, the only people you're competing against are yourselves. Like 
that's what I get why people want to rank student sections. They want to rank everything, but it's, it's kind of such a, you know, arbitrary ranking. It's, it's pretty ambiguous because it's like every school has different unique dynamics, different enrollment rates, uh, different conferences, different student culture and demographic. Um, so really they're just competing against their own campus culture. So rather than comparing to other student sections, I'm like, hey, here's the expectation. Here's the goal, which is 100% capacity, standing and engaged every game with a brand, with a student leadership team, with a plan to self-replicate year after year. How are we measuring against that? You know, so I think that's something that I think people start comparing against each other. And it's like, oh, well, I'm better than XYZ school when really it's like, well, are you really reaching your full potential? So how many schools are fully reaching their potential? Well, we have a growth mindset, so we always think there's something to build bigger and better. So, um, you know, maybe a handful. Yeah, I would say to kind of follow up on that as well is um, the things that I look for in a student section are the ideas that they're executing, right? The different coordinated things that they do or the different unique ideas that they do that aren't done in other places. Um, so I'm looking at those things as opposed to, um, quote unquote, who's the better student section? Like, what, what does that mean though? Like, who's a better student section, right? Who's a better student section? Uh, Kennel Club or the Cameron Crazies, right? You're gonna get different answers from everybody. Um, and I'm not looking at who's quote unquote better. I'm looking at who has more creative, more unique immersive ideas when it comes to the things that they do as a student section, so. I'm gonna go back to Brandon's uh, point. You mentioned a lot of teams mid-major teams, FAU is kind of like the big one. They made it to the Final Four. Princeton made it to the Sweet 16. Yeah. Teams like that, that have like really good seasons. Like you see, they don't really pay attention during the year. Then all of a sudden, on the first Saturday of May, the guy, people in Boca Raton, see their team, the, the Florida Atlantic Owls, playing for a chance to play in a national championship game. Um, For teams that kind of have that momentum, like the – Utah Valley just lost their coach, but they've made it to the NIT final. Kind of teams yeah. like that that's had this postseason success and this momentum carrying around excitement around their college basketball program. What's the best way for those types of programs to capitalize on that? As far as invest in your student experience. Because there's there's two options. You either invest in your student section and experience, and then you hope your team matches that. Right. Like at GCU, like we were an average whack team for the first couple of years, right? And then we had that blow up season senior year, made the tournament a couple of times since. We built the student section without having a great team. That is possible because it's about the experience. The other option is your team is great. Your student section is maybe good, right? Average, maybe you're building it. Pour gasoline on the fire. Invest in your student section, right? Like FAU, I think it's the Prowlers. They're under the Alumni Association there. We've talked to them uh, a few different conversations. You guys made it, you know, made a huge tournament run. Invest, do things different. Take that momentum and pour it in your students and your students will appreciate it. Um, so we'll see if that happens, right? Um, and when I say invest, like, what does that look like? Yeah, sure. You can partner with Biggest Fan. We, uh, we'd love to. But what I mean is adults need to learn how to stop making decisions on behalf of students and what they think is best for the student section experience. Go find leaders, invest in them, figure out what they want, um, be open to change, 
Think about what is the craziest thing that we could do in our arena that no other school does in the country? How can we invest in the experience? What's the what's the look? What are the emotions we're evoking from the time students enter and fans enter through the end of the buzzer, right? Through the end of the game. So um, yeah, I mean, I love seeing mid-major team runs, but then it makes me sad for two reasons because one, it's like they made this great run and they have no student section or fan support. Um, and then the second is like, they have this awesome run and then they just ride that high, right? What, what happens is they say, Oh, well, we made it to the final four last year. We're good. We're crushing it. Well, three years from now, if you don't make the tournament again, what's the infrastructure, what's the system. So a lot of people ride the high, well, ride the high, but while you're riding the high, make sure you build the system so you can stay there, you know, years into the future. So I really like that point too, as, as far, especially with the changing college of athletics, you know, Dusty May, really good guy hell of a coach you know and they they bring a lot back next year and they and theoretically like they should be good but with the way the transfer portal is now and just like those guys that's that's not really example that particular team sticking together but you can have one great year and then the transfer portal hits and then all of a sudden four or five of your stars are gone and then your coach leaves and then it's like now what and yeah so I really like that point of just kind of building structure and too, and just like not to really mention like GCU, like Bryce Drew's doing a really good job. He just picked up a couple transfers there, but I don't, if, if coach Drew were to leave for, I don't know, like a big 10 job next year. Like, I don't think as far as the, I still think Grand Canyon's going to sell out every game. I don't think that's going to change. And well, you so saw that with Dan Marley, right? It's like, the Havocs, the Havocs are still the Havocs with or without a big name coach, right? And that's the thing is so many times it's dependent on team record or coach. I mean, um, I mean, if you look at UNT, right, with um, with their coach taking a new opportunity, well, that's okay because now we have the infrastructure with the production and with the student leaders and with the Mean Green Maniacs where now they're, you know, they're going to just pick up where they left off last year. And that's actually going to help accelerate the progress of the new coach and of players. So now, you know, now more than ever, schools need the student section experience for student recruitment and retention. It's a huge recruiting tool. Students don't, I mean, yes, they care about majors. They want to be part of the college experience, right? So that way, if you can expose them to, hey, when you come to our campus, this is the experience. This is the family and community that you'll be part of. Well, that's exciting. There's an enrollment cliff coming in 2025, which means the the number of, um, of, kind of high, the, the pool of high school graduates is declining. Plus there's all these college alternatives. Schools are going to be desperate for new recruiting methods. Well, guess what? The student section experience is an awesome recruiting method. And then if you look at the athlete side with both NIL and the transfer portal, they are going to follow the money and follow where they're going to get the most recognition. So how are mid-majors going to compete, right? You've got the NCAA, um, you know, transition committee and all these different things that are going on. Mid-majors more than ever, they have to have a great student section experience to uh, to attract and retain the top talent of coaches and of athletes and of their student body. That's what's going to set them apart. That's a Gonzaga is a mid major. Why? Yes, they're an iconic program, but they also have one of the most unbelievable in game atmospheres. Right? If they were just playing in an empty gym every night, they get a new coach and they lose a few players. Are they still Gonzaga? So, I mean, they, you know. I could go on and on, but mid-majors, they need a student section experience if they want to be competitive, especially with this current landscape of, of college athletics. That's a good point. Um, Taylor, anything to add to that? 
No, um, I think Brandon pretty consistently always hits that on the head when when people ask these types of questions. You know what I mean? So, uh, no, Brandon, I think you killed it. Then I kind of want to talk about this kind of like the experience for you guys because there's kind of like a throwback from building GCU and now building other student sections and from building rules. Like what has been the most rewarding part for you guys is being involved in Biggest Fan and just to gr – I know you guys grind every day, but what's the part that you enjoy and relish about this entire experience of building – of being a part of a business or starting a business that builds student sections? Why don't you go first, Tara? I know last uh, week you were like, man, it's a trip. We get to build student sections. For <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, – I mean, when you meet new people, one of the first things that people always ask is, well, what do you do, right? They always ask that. And uh, it's always really, really trippy to say, yeah, yeah, I help build student sections at the collegiate level and help with their game day production. Everybody goes, what? Uh, explain that further. So uh, it's the easiest icebreaker I've ever had in my life. Um, but I would say the most rewarding thing for me personally is one, getting to still work in the collegiate space, um, collegiate athletics space. But more importantly, it's, the people that we're, that we're working with, right? And um, I had a phenomenal opportunity and experience at GCU to really help um, kind of build out the game day experience, right? And work, work with groups like the band, uh, the cheer team, the dance team, the mascot, the student section and whatnot. And it really did feel like all of us had the same goal. And a lot of times when we start working with new clients, all of those different entities are on different pages, right? And um, helping them understand that not only is this a job, but you are also creating and forming relationships that are long lasting and that will be super um, valuable to you later on down the road um, at a personal level, that being, being able to help facilitate that and help them to understand that and start to grasp those concepts has been extremely rewarding for me. Um, just getting them to do the job that they need to do is one thing, right? Like, hey, we got to create this new game day experience. You need to do this here, do this here. It is fun to see um, younger professionals and um, whatnot, kind of the light bulbs start to go off and their eyes start to get a little bit bigger and they go, oh, I didn't even know that these types of things were possible. I didn't know we could approach it from this avenue. That's always fun, right? To be able to have those conversations and see them light up and see them, uh, approach it from my perspective, right? Get them out of that athletics marketing vein and thinking the way that I think um, helps make them successful, but also uh, opens up a brand new avenue that they didn't even know existed. But um, for me, most importantly, it's the, uh, the interpersonal relationships that they get to have with one another while creating these awesome experiences together and these fun game day experiences. And I know Brandon, as long as he doesn't have a, a Jason Bourne issue and like lose his memory. He's always going to have these fun memories about his time at GCU being a student section leader and being getting to be a part of these. And uh, me as well, just being able to have these types of memories and help create these different things for different people has been super rewarding. Um, especially if I post something on social media, that's about my time from GCU or a different idea and whatnot, I'll, I'll still always have students from those days respond like, Oh, this is absolutely my favorite Midnight Madness event that you did or theme that you did. Um, this was my favorite in uh, pregame experience that you created. This is my favorite timeout that you helped come up with. Um, just being able to hear that and know that I had an impact on people's 
college experience and memories was extremely rewarding for me personally. For me, it's it's the same reason. It's the same motivation when I was building the Havocs. It's, it's about putting other students first and their experience. And obviously I'm passionate about it, right? I love being a super fan and taking my shirt off and yelling. And <laughs> I don't know, I, I was... I was pretty insane at games, uh, which was fun for me. But when we built the Havocs, it was for the student experience and giving other students those same, those same opportunities. When I was done at GCU, you know, I had a couple students reach out to me on, on Facebook or send me a text saying, hey, I just want to say thank you for, for all your effort you put into the Havocs. That really changed my life and kind of transformed my college experience. It gave me meaning. It gave me purpose to be part of. So that was at the Havocs. Biggest fan is the same thing, but at a bigger scale, which is fun. So now instead of building one student section, we can, you know, build an empire of student sections across the country. It's not for us. We've already, we've already had our time. We, we, we have nothing to prove. It's to give students the opportunity that we were given to, so that way they can give their student body the experiences that we were able to provide. Mm -hmm. And I think that's tough for people to understand based in just the world and the culture that we live in. Um, I, and I think that, you know, I, we're, we're pretty open and honest about that. I think there that causes some tension sometimes among people who work in athletics because the way so it's not it's not people in athletics fault. The way the industry is built, though, right, is to move up in your job. You have to you have to go to that next school or your title. And so often your accomplishments in terms of the student section is something to put on your resume to to, you know, get that next job. Again, not their fault. That's just the way the industry is structured. But for us, I don't. I don't care about anything other than the student experience now, five years from now and 10 years from now. The most meaningful thing is just the conversations and relationships we have with admin and student leaders. To me, it's student leaders because I've been one of them. That's all I care about. Um, you know, multiple times throughout this last year, you know, super long paragraph text from student leaders saying, hey, we just hit our attendance record. Hey, that was the most students standing and engaged ever. Hey, we just had the craziest overtime win. Thank you so much. Um, I'll, I'll say this on our end of season recap calls um, the last couple of weeks with leaders. You know, I've had leaders say on that call, like, hey, this is the best thing that's ever happened to me. So we're actually giving students purpose. Right. And then in turn, they're building student sections and giving their student body meaning and purpose, um, you know, through that experience. Um, I've had students say, hey, thank you so much for pushing us. Uh, that's what we needed. We needed to be held accountable. Thank you for helping train our mindset because when we were insecure and scared to be in front of people, you pushed us to keep going and now we're seeing the benefits of that. So at the end of the day, it's relationships. Um, Taylor, you know, kind of brought it to my attention. It's like, it's pretty crazy what we do because it's kind of countercultural. Um, and it's also kind of a different perspective. Um, it's kind of like a selfless job, right? Like we're we're literally just trying to make other people look good, empower them, give them opportunities and experiences for their own good, right? Like obviously we're a business. The best way you can think us is, is, a, is signing a contract, right? Like sending us an invoice. But outside of that, we don't care about anything other than serving clients at the highest level. And that's what, that's, that's the why, that why, why we do what we do is the student experience and, and really giving that back. Um, and also helping institutions unlock one of their greatest value, uh, one of their greatest and most valuable assets, which is a student section, because there are so many universities that are missing out on the benefits a student section can bring to them. And there's far too many students at universities across the country who are missing out on a student experience because they're not they're not being, you know, they're, they're not being given the best experience. They're paying good tuition money. They're paying dollars 
And, um, you know, they just don't have that experience of basketball um, games. And so that's kind of our mission is, is to change that and kind of disrupt the way things have always been done and uh, pave a new path forward. That's awesome. And, you know, just kind of, I, I like what you said before, like student sections make mid-major basketball. It makes the experience of like watching games. And um, I think it's the way to really kind of grow the sport too. I think, I don't know if you can kind of testament to this Taylor since he worked in the NBA as well, but there's just something different. Like there's NBA, there's bigger arenas, but there's just something different about having the camera just focus like on a small crowd that's going crazy. Oh yeah. 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 There was a, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but yeah, it's working in, in a college space and getting to help create that game day experience for GCU student section. Right. And then going to pro sports and then coming back to the collegiate space. I tell people all the time, I'm never working in pro sports again ever like just because the collegiate space is one it's just way too much fun and it's way more rewarding um to help out college students with their memories and their game day experiences right pro sports i, I had this question all the time too was um hey taylor how do we how can we get uh, a big student section at sun's games right all the time i would tell them what they needed to do they didn't want to do it so um it doesn't work out you know what i mean pro sports are different than, than college sports so yeah, it's a, uh, it's way too much fun to work in the collegiate space in this aspect. Yeah, but we're kind of running out of time, guys. But I just want to thank you guys for just joining the podcast. I know there's a lot of, um, guys that are, or I know there's a lot of athletic directors and coaches that listen to this. And then, um, Brandon, just before I kind of leave, just give you an opportunity where those guys can find you guys, your website, how they can contact you, and so so on and so forth. Yeah. Uh, yeah, our website is biggestfanxp.com. XP stands for experience. Um, same thing on Instagram, biggestfanxp. You can find us on YouTube, biggestfanxp. So uh, yeah, check out our website, find us on Instagram or YouTube, send us an email. We'd love a discovery call and uh, we'd love to unleash your students on their campus. Well, appreciate you guys. Thank you guys for listening to the Mid-Major Podcast. And he's the biggest fan. going to keep building college basketball students second across the country. Thanks for having us on, Austin.